Hello everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Kaylee. And we're the Culture Queens, and welcome back to the Culture Queens podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode today. We have a very special guest. His name is Tristan. Hello. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Tristan. I am a SMAD major for journalism, and I graduate in December. Oh, sad. Yeah. We'll miss you. Um, he's also our coworker. He works with us at The Breeze as our photo editor. Yeah, does all the amazing photos for our covers, for our section, for the other sections. He does everything. Yeah. As well as Christine, too, my co-editor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, Christine yeah, I forgot to amazing. mention <laughs> The Breeze. That's a big aspect of yeah. my college career. <laughs> and I think we kind of all knew Tristan as, oh, he's the photo editor, but he's also a big traveler. And so in this episode, yeah. we're going to talk a lot about our travel experiences, how coronavirus has affected travel for everybody, and kind of your craziest travel stories. Cool. I know you've had a few near-death experiences, and yeah. we'd just love to hear about them. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my first question is, what countries have you been to? Okay, so I have been to 10 as of right now, not including the States, of course. Um, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, Mexico, Guatemala, South Africa, Mozambique, Switzerland, England, and France. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that kind of brings me to my next question. Why do you travel so much and why yeah. do you go to these specific countries? Yeah, so that's a, it's an interesting question because growing up, my family, my parents valued travel a lot. They grew up traveling. Um, my dad did, um, he backpacked when he was around my age and my mom grew up in Africa and her family just always traveled. So like for them, that was something that was really important to bring to us as kids. And I'm very fortunate that they were able to financially do that as well as um, just value that for us. They wanted to give us that those same experiences that they had. So South Africa and Mozambique was to visit family. Um, England and Switzerland was to visit family as well. Um, England, I have family that lives there from on my mom's side and friend, and I visited some of her friends. And then I visited some of my dad's friends in Switzerland that he met when he did that um, backpacking trip. Then France was a, was family as well. Was like a, we, we, since my family lives in South Africa and we don't, I mean, we don't get to see them very often. Mm -hmm. We will often do like family reunions. Mm -hmm. And so that was our family reunion. We met up in France. That's really cool. That it sounds so like cool. you have family all over the world. Best yeah. family reunion ever. I know. <laughs> Most yeah. people go yeah. to like the park and one of those like covered things and have the matching yeah. t-shirts. But you're like, yeah, barbecue. we'll just meet Well, it's difficult when you live like 18 hours away yeah. by flight. Definitely. So, um, yeah. And then South America was, was mostly mission trips, um, doing work. Um, at different places, orphanages oh. and other things like that. That's awesome. And so I know that you are pretty good at Spanish. Right. Right. So is that also some of the reason why you've been to South America a lot? So it didn't start out like that. It started out solely because of, um, I went when I was 15 at first and I didn't speak any. I was actually studying French at the time because my mom speaks fluent French and I was like, oh, it's an easy A. Right. And, um, <laughs> but then I went to um, Peru for the first time. And I just fell in love with it. And I knew I wanted to go back, so I knew that if I were to go back, I would need to study Spanish. And then, so I studied through high school after that. Like, I think I started my sophomore year and went through, which taught me basically nothing. But, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then 
college. I've I minored in it. I dropped the minor, but <laughs> because I didn't want to do it online. But I studied it through college, and then. But like most importantly, I, I spent time in Peru and in Colombia and Ecuador was when I was really speaking Mexico and um, Guatemala. I didn't know any at the time, but I also spent two months in Peru in 2017 doing an internship, and that oh, was wow. like really when. I like became fluent, I would say. So is that when you were talking to people, locals in yeah. Peru? Yeah, I was working with in the organization that I had been work traveling with in previous trips, because I've been five times now. And um, so that time I was traveling with different work groups from across the states, from different um, either churches or, or organizations and kind of helping them translate and yeah. So just traveling around. Wow, that's yeah. really cool. So it's not like completely fluent, but I would definitely say conversational, and I would be able to get around. I have a really strange question. So you All said right. you've been to Peru five times. Yeah. What was the best time out of the five times? I would definitely say. Well, the first time was like to to use a cliche was really life changing. You kind of have a different mindset after you see some of the things you see in different countries, mm-hmm. whether they're like good or bad. Right. And there's a lot of incredible things in Peru, but there's also a lot of things that kind of put into perspective Mm -hmm. daily things that happen in my life that I would deem as bad and really just how insignificant it is. Not that, you know, it's not like at a certain point you can't like tell yourself, well, I have no problems because of that. Like you still have problems. Yeah. It's the problems you deal with in your situation. But it, it just was like mind blowing. I was 15. I had never seen anything like that. But my favorite trip was definitely the the fifth or the fourth was the two-month trip mm. yeah just because it was so much traveling and i was there by myself oh my gosh um, yeah that's so like cool. i was with the organization traveling with someone but like i was there without any family or like previous times it was with the church my church so wow yeah. what is it like traveling by yourself compared I love to it. yeah it, it's friends. so free um i the i've flown before like alone a lot but I took a bus from Lima to this small town called Kusi, which is a, well, the name of, the Kusi is the name of the, um, the orphanage that I was working at. It's for a boy's home mm-hmm. um, for street boys who were either abandoned by their parents or um, thrown out or had trouble, any kind of troubled childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a bus, which is like a nine-hour bus ride through the mountains up wow. to this small town called Yungai. And then above it is a, this is the in like the valley of the or at the base of the mountain is the um, boys' home. But I got I woke up and I and I have a tendency to get really confused when I wake up and like <laughs> jump up and like not know where I'm at. So I woke up and I was really nervous that I would like miss my bus stop and end up like 15 hours away. And so I woke up and was like, oh, I'm here, I'm here. And I got off and I was an hour away. Oh no! And so I was like standing outside the bus station waiting for the guy to pick me up and. I, I wasn't given his phone number. He had mine, but I didn't have his, so I couldn't call him. And then I finally got his number from my, um, the guy who was leading the internship, and I called him and called him and called him, but he, was, he like wasn't picking up, so oh I was like, God. and then I finally realized that I was an hour away. And um, I took a taxi and it was fine, but um, yeah, I was just, I was like, man, this is just not a good start. That was like right at the beginning of the internship. Yeah. Yeah. So Kaylee, just to like, know where we've been where have you been traveling? oh yeah either think, outside of the country or like around the united states too. yeah so in the united states i have a lot of family in california okay. um we're filipino so all the filipinos yeah. just live there <laughs> <laughs> um but we also have lots of family in new york um that's from my dad's side 
that he grew up in Long Island. Mm. Um, so I've been to California, New, New York a lot in my life. I've been to, you know, Disney World in Florida. I've been like all like the quote unquote tourist places, I guess, in the United States. Um, and I've only traveled outside the country twice, and that was to the Dominican Republic. Okay. That's when my mom and stepdad got married. Oh, cool. um, and then I went to the Philippines for the first time in 2017 when I graduated. Mm-hmm. And I can also relate to what you said about going there and really seeing things for the yeah. first time. Um, I saw so much in the Philippines that I could not believe like people had to deal with certain realities. Right. Yeah. And it's just such a big culture shock, I think, too. I know a lot of people spoke English there, but it was also, you know, it's a whole different world, it felt like. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard about, to believe yeah. that you, like, it's just like the same world at times because it's just so vastly different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I stayed with family there. Um, at first, I was gonna be sent there on my own, and I was kind of <laughs> scared because it was my fir- it would be my first time out of the country alone with my grandpa, <laughs> which I trust my grandpa. It's right, just of course. I didn't want to, you know, I was scared to fly alone and all that. It's intimidating. So I was like, hey, can everybody come? And then it just ended up being a family vacation. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was great. It was, yeah. I met a grandfather I'd never met before. Wow, that's which really was, cool. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was so cool kind of connecting with people who were part of my family, who care like a lot about my family, who have never met. And so that was really cool, yeah. kind of getting in touch with that side of my life. Yeah, I don't have any family uh, outside of the United States, but... Um, my sister uh, studied Spanish in like high school and college and like mm. through her PhD. And so she like really influenced my family when I was younger because we have a very large age gap. So mm. she was already out in the world, like traveling, studying abroad, like working abroad and doing all that stuff when I was still pretty young. So we used to take like family vacations. She would like get us to come visit her wherever she was That's awesome. like living at the time. And so. Um, I would say like I had a similar sort of like culture shock um, when I I mean the first places that I visited were in Spain which Mm. is a completely different culture but it's still very European and so um, you know I went I've been like most of the places you can go to that are the big cities in Spain Um, and then when I got older, like my freshman year of college, my brother and sister had been taking these like yearly trips to a Spanish speaking country over winter break or like during the winter for them, they weren't in school anymore so they could go whenever they wanted. But I was like, hey, like I'm in college now, I have a longer winter break, like can I join you all? And so um, my freshman year, we all three of us without our parents went to Ecuador and it was really fun. And we stayed like in this one town for a little while. And then we did a four day uh, biking like tour of a bunch of different places. It was really fun. It was like not as hardcore as it sounded. (laughs) We would like all, we had like a little group and we would get in a van and they would drive us like, we drove to the top of a volcano and like downhill biked like to the bottom. And then they would drive us to the next place (laughs) and we would stay there and then like tour around a little bit and then do like a bike ride on like each day. You must be great at riding bikes. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) My brother is like really into bikes and like mountain biking and stuff. So he was totally in his element and he was like, like competing with the guy like that was leading us like, oh man, like, can you do like this thing on the bike? I'm pretty sure he broke a bike like on one of our first days because that's just who he is. Um, And so that was really fun. And that sort of like 
different culture of like seeing these really small towns um, with like just like the way that they live like these people like just tucked in the side of a mountain like mm -hmm. just thriving and like being self-sufficient yeah. and like all of that it was really cool and so much more and oftentimes so much more content yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great point yeah. yeah and I remember like the biggest thing that shocked us in Ecuador were the mountains because we felt like being in the Blue Ridge Mountains, right. we're like, we know mountains, yeah, like yeah. it's cool. And it's like, you know nothing about mountains yeah. if you live in the Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> like they're just massive there and like breathtaking. What, and it's do you crazy. know what the name of the town you were in Ecuador? Oh, well, we went to Quito to start the bike trip, but I could not tell you the okay. different names of the smaller places that we went to. Um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. And then I went to Mexico. I've been to Mexico twice because my sister's now husband is from Mexico. And so we went one, um, one winter to visit him and his mom um, and stayed there. And then the next time we went, they got married. That's I love so that. Cool. It was fun, That's yeah. Awesome. And then I studied abroad freshman year in London. So, okay. so you've been places. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been around, but <laughs> and similar to you, I have family in California. So, I actually have family in California. Yeah, as well, yeah. it's fun. It's so cool to have family in California yeah. too, because everyone else I feel like that doesn't have a reason to go to California they're like I wish I could go to California never been there and I think like that's like the first place I ever traveled when I was a baby yeah <laughs> yeah. Too. Where, yeah I was gonna ask where's your family live in California oh, yeah. I guess for both um, of you maybe they know I, each I other I think it's, tw it's 29 <laughs> Palms and then I don't know what that is um <laughs> I think it's 29. Look. California. Is that a... 29 Palms might be the military base. I'm not sure. Oh, I think it is. Um, a city. It's oh, a no, city. It's 29 Palms, Bernadino. yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. Of. Oh, I was thinking of Joshua Tree. Um, anyway, 29 Palms and then some in like San Francisco, I think. And then okay. um, all over. That's really cool. Yeah. I really like San Francisco. That's cool. Yeah, my, my family family's not is from your. There. Oh, I was gonna say that's really cool if your family was. Oh, from is that where your family? No, is? my family's from um, Valencia and oh. um, San Diego. There's cool. some. There's my some family lives there. in Newport Beach, in like Orange County, Southern Ooh, California. Nice. Dang. Yeah, so it's it's always like the perfect weather there, and it makes yeah, me so, so angry. Nice. That's that's <laughs> so beautiful. Nice. Um, so I kind of want to talk about some crazy stories that have happened when yeah. all of us have traveled. Um, if you want to start with okay. the craziest thing you can think of. Okay. Well, I think the craziest story, well, the whole, so my whole, when I went to Ecuador, it was a three day kind of thing. And I think the main reason I went was because the guy that I was traveling with wanted, like he knew that I wanted to like go to as many, like in the two months, like travel as much as possible. And so I think he kind of like made that, it was just three days over a weekend, I think, or I don't know. Uh, it was, it's, you know, when you're there that long, you don't really keep track of days. I'm just like following his itinerary. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I think that whole trip was probably, that those three days were the craziest days of the entire um, internship. And now granted, this story does not make me look good. So <laughs> there's no way to tell it without looking like I'm an idiot. So I'll just give you okay. that heads up. But so basically what happened was we, we traveled to the most southern city in Peru and we stayed there for like a day, a night or so. And then we took a five hour bus to the closest entrance to Ecuador, which happened to be this small town called Huaquillas. And so we arrived there by bus and we're walking down the street with our suitcases in tow. Right. 
and like but like through this bustling town in Peru still and we're like going through like like I don't know if you like from your travels you probably understand what I mean when like it's like businesses and above them are the apartments where people live it's just like yeah. streets all of that and we're walking down the streets trying to find like the right path to get to the bridge to cross the border and so we're going across the bridge and I was like, hey, do, do we need to go to customs? Like, I have my passport. Should I get a stamp? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. And he's a Peruvian citizen, right? So for <laughs> him, he, like, he's just thinking like, no, because there's no issue with Peruvians just going off. So we go there and we finally find a hotel and we're staying there. And so this is kind of two stories. I'm going to weave in and just tell the whole um, thing. Yeah. So we get to the hotel room. And he's like, hey, I need to go to the pharmacy down the street to pick a couple things up. So he goes and he picks up these, this medication that he has for like sleeping pills, essentially. And I grab a Red Bull because I always do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we go back to the hotel room and he's trying to break them up. So these pills are like this big, roughly. Uh, like oh my that gosh. Big. And they're quite large. And so, but he, he only takes like a fraction of it to, for, like, to help him sleep, right? But he didn't bring anything to break them up with right so he's like looking he's like help me find something to break this up with so I'm, I'm like looking around and I find it you know those tongue scrapers those like metal yeah they like are like they look like this uh. <laughs> anyway that's not that important I found something right and so I like hit it yeah and it just shattered right like the I mean as it would if you hit it with like a metal thing right <laughs> and so yeah so th- I find this like tiny little piece right like a tiny little piece and he had been going on and on and on and on about how powerful this this uh, pill was so I was like hey if I took this tiny little piece like I I'm trying to find like something that you could describe it to the um people who are listening oh right so it's like I'm trying to like half of a grain of rice okay I think that small like even smaller even so tiny and I was like would this put me to sleep like this is a like tiny like one one thousandth of the size of the pill he's like yeah it would like knock you out Oh and I was like, no, it wouldn't. And I was like joking around. I was like, no, it wouldn't. I'm like, yeah. you know, my body can like withstand it. Like, I don't know. We were tired and we were just joking around. And I was like, do you dare me to take it? And he's like, Tristan, I'm, I'm married with children and I'm 50. I'm not daring you to take a pill. <laughs> he's like, I'm also in charge of keeping you safe. He's like, I'm, he's like, just no. And I was like, well, I already took it. So we're going to see, cause so I just took it. Oh God. And so now granted this is, I was 19 and it was a stupid decision. Right. But anyway, so 45 minutes later, I'm struggling to stay awake. I'm like trying to prove to him that I'm not tired by like pacing the floor, pacing the hotel room. And mind you, our hotel room didn't have windows. Okay. So we can't see. I don't know what time it is. I was assuming it was 9 p.m., like 10 p.m., right? Yeah. So he's like, all right, Tristan, like I had plans for us tonight. Like we need to leave. And I was like, "Uh, it's like 10 p.m. He's like, no, Tristan, it's 530. Uh, And I was like, okay. So he we went out. I dropped my Red Bull and it broke or something like that. So I went to go get a new one and I was like, I'll just save this for tomorrow. Cause I was like, I don't need it tonight. Right. Cause there's like three <laughs> hours before I go to bed. Right. Yeah. So he goes, but you just bought it and it's cold. It'll be warm tomorrow. I'm like, well, I can put it in the fridge. And he's like, he's like, all right, but it's going to get warm. And I was like, you know what? That's a good point. And I didn't think it through. So I just drank it. Oh, Jesus. And so this is where any medical like professional is probably cringing because they already know what's going to happen. So, so we go to, his plans was for us to go and visit his friends that he had here. And we go to this um, store in one of those, like the long, they're long buildings with stores all next to each other and apartments either on top or in the back. 
And so we go inside to his friend's store, which is like selling carpets and different like drapes and random stuff like that in that category. And so we're standing there and they're talking and I kind of was zoning out and not really listening because at that point my Spanish, like it was good enough, but they were like speaking super fast and talking about things that really didn't concern me. Mm -hmm. And it, and I remember thinking, I'm like, man, it is really hot. I'm like, Ecuador is, I mean, it's Ecuador. It's right by the equator. Yeah. It's, it's hot. And so I'm like, it's no problem that I'm sweating a lot, right? <laughs> so then I'm like, man, I'm really sweating. And so, then, and so, again, this makes me look so dumb. And so then I'm like, man, I'm really not feeling well. I'm like, it's probably the heat and standing for so long, right? Yeah. So then my vision starts going out. Not the pills and Red Bull that he took. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely, it's definitely the fact that we're close to the equator, right? It's hot. And so my vision starts going out. Like, oh, no. Like fuzzing up and going black in and out and whatnot. I'm like, all right, now this, this is new. Maybe this is bad. Maybe so, <laughs> this so, is bad. So I go, his name's Billy, the guy I was traveling with. I was like, Billy. And then I like just blacked out. Oh, and so then I wake up on a bench. I'm like surrounded by people looking at me like locals and then Billy's like he's like oh my god he's like and I'm like hey I'm like I'm all right I'm all right and he's like I think we should go he's like we I, he's like I think we should go to the hospital but there's no none nearby <laughs> and I'm like okay well I think I'll be fine so so we go back to the hotel I sleep like I just you know I go to bed I feel fine right and so the next morning we wake up and it's 2 p.m. because like I said there are no windows in the hotel room so we had no light in our room so we just were like whoa what is happening? And then I look up, like, he gives me the name of the pill. And I look up, I, I type in the name of the pill, and I say mixed with, like, Red Bull or energy drink. And apparently, I'm very lucky that I took such a small size of that pill because it said it's extremely deadly. Oh, my God. And that I could have had a heart attack. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you're so still yeah, here. I'm still here. So I was right. My body is strong enough it's to It's kind of it. funny, though, because yeah. I feel like that story could have happened anywhere oh but the it fact oh, that it no. happened in ecuador yeah. just makes it a funny travel it story it scarier I well think. yeah see i would have made that stupid decision anyway <laughs> yeah and yeah. i think that is like a thing that we worry about like access to not even like just access to healthcare yeah, in no, it's foreign crazy. countries but just like do you really like we barely hopefully go to the er or the doctor in the United States, right. do you really want to be like risking whatever right. costs, whatever yeah, the cost like is a huge thing. different yeah. like yeah. things are going to happen to you when you go to the doctor in a different country? Yeah. Like there's and also you also have to wonder barrier. the size of the city that, that you're too. in, yeah. and and whether the healthcare is sufficient, especially with something like that. Because had I gone to the hospital or had it been much worse, like that's not like oh man, I got I like broke my ankle, right? And it's like okay, like I could go anywhere. This is like. I could die right. if I don't get, well, you know, and I didn't, my, I was fine, but, <laughs> but like, it's one of those things that you like, am I even going to trust? Like, would I feel safe in a hospital here? Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so anyway, kind of, the, the second part of the story, which has to do with continuing with the whole customs thing. So, so then we're leaving, right? We spend like a couple days there. We are leaving. We're walking out again with the big suitcases and mind you, I'm six two, white and blonde. And I stand out a lot, yeah. very like Ecuadorians a are like about like yeah. four feet tall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So not only the height him, difference, like... but then also like skin tone, hair color, literally everything. Yeah. Like I'm a white boy. Yeah. It, yeah. So we're walking across this bridge, and it's a really wide bridge with a lot of foot traffic. And like there's a huge sign that says like you know exiting on the other side, welcome to Ecuador. And all of a sudden I hear like a whistle and someone saying like hey hey hey, obviously right. in Spanish. And I like, I'm like, that's definitely at me. So I turn 
<laughs> and I look in these, the Ecuadorian police are approaching us and they're like, okay, come with us. And I'm like, oh God. And so we go in and we're sitting in this small like cubicle almost. Or no, we go into a room and the guy's sitting behind the desk and he has an arm guard next to him. And me and my, the guy leading my internship are sitting there and he's like, he's like, give me your passports. So we give it to them. And he sees that my passport is not stamped for going to customs oh, no. and entering Ecuador. And that's when we find out, or that's when, Bill, I, I guess he didn't think about, um, we were in such a rush to get in. I just don't think like our immediate thoughts were customs. Like I had said something, but we were both like distracted trying to find the right way. Like it was just like crazy, right? And yeah. so they're like, all right, well, you're obviously fugitives. You're always are obviously trying to sneak into the country. Oh, like, what no. are you trying to bring? They searched our bags. And my friend Billy was like, he's like, uh, we are not fugitives. And the guy's like, if I say you're a fugitive, you're a fugitive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this was a fun trip. I guess it's going to end poorly. And so, <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right, Billy, get us out of this. Get us out of this. And he goes, he, he's, they keep talking about stuff. And then the, the police officer goes, well, I don't know. He's like, what we're going to do is we're going to put you in a holding cell for a couple of days until we figure out what to do with you. And I was like, Billy, come on, please, please. God. Although also a part of me was like, that would be a kind of cool story. But maybe not. Maybe that's the where that's I draw the line of much. what's a cool story and what's not. And he was like, I was like, Billy, what are you going to say to get us out of this? And he goes, all right, do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I remember like I couldn't understand everything that was being said, but I remember very distinctly understanding that conversation. And the guard and Billy were just staring at each other for like, it felt like a, like an hour, but it obviously it was like 20 seconds maybe. And finally the guard goes, grab your things and go. And, and so I just left. I didn't say, we, didn't, we just picked up everything and left as fast as possible, right? And so they, they took us to the border. They like escorted us out. And they got us a cab to send us off. And then like a mile down the road, we got pulled over again. And our bags got searched again. And then they sent us off now. Yeah. So I, I remember I asked him later, I'm like, why did you like tell him to put us in jail? And he's like, oh, he was bluffing. Yeah. I was like, that is a big risk to yeah. <laughs> call a bluff yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, once you live, you know, in this continent, I guess, but in the country, he lives in Peru, but like you understand when the police are like wanting a bribe. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. So I was like, man, you risked a lot for that to like <laughs> assuming that it was a bluff. Yeah. yeah. So, I have yeah. a similar story, but Kaylee, do you have any cool sto- oh, <laughs> stories? Yeah. Crazy stories? Uh, um, I have one instance that is kind of stupid too, but I good. was. Maybe I won't feel so bad. It was like a drowning thing. Oh. So. <laughs> I mean, near death, we, we got. I, it's okay. So this was when I was in Dominican Republic, um, when my mom was getting married to my stepdad. Okay. Um, I was snorkeling for the first time. And I had never snorkeled before, but I was kind of like, that's why I was stupid. (laughs) I like put everything on right, and they were like showing you how to do it. And we're um, near this like very, it was full of like sea life, coral, Mm. urchins. You're not supposed to touch the ground with your feet Uh, because the urchins will stab your feet. And were you not wearing flippers? Um, no, they uh, didn't give it to us. You were just they just gave us chilling. the snorkel mask. <laughs> How the heck are you supposed to not touch the... Okay. So yeah, we, that seems like it was already business. sketchy. Yeah, but, it was a little sketchy. You know, it's okay. So my aunt was with me and my aunt is like, 
she's not really she's more like my sister than my aunt Aww. you know that kind of relationship <laughs> um her name's kyla and so kyla and i were going into this like snorkeling she also didn't i think she this is her first time snorkeling but also kyla if you're listening to this i'm sorry if it wasn't um <laughs> <laughs> shout out we were kyla. like ooh, we're like snorkeling we're swimming in the water we're like whoa look at that look at that Look at that. And then, you know, like when you're snorkeling, you're supposed to be wary of like waves going up so you don't get the waves yeah, over yeah, your yeah. like. If you're trying to breathe. Yeah, because yeah, you have like the <laughs> yeah, little. Like, um, if you would like breathe. to breathe. I guess yeah, if cool. you would like to breathe, yeah. you have that um, the breathing thing that connects to your mouth yeah. and you can't let water go into it. Right. So I was God. just swimming <laughs> and swimming. We were getting kind of far and this giant wave was coming and I was just like, it just let it go over me. I was like, it's okay. And instantly. <laughs> goes right into yeah. the tube, right into my <laughs> mouth, and I start like choking on seawater. But then below me are like this family of sea urchins that I'm like Oh no. Oh so you stepped on them? I didn't. I was just thrashing. Oh. And then but Kyla the fear was, was like, there. The, the fear, fear yeah. of touching them. Yeah. yeah. The fear yeah. was there and Kyla was right next to me and we both got hit by the wave and I was like using her shoulders to go up for air. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then she was like, Kyla. I'm like, I'm sorry. And then she would sacrifice me. And then I would sacrifice her. Why did you just swim up? I don't know. I was like, I think I was like 12 <laughs> Why are you or 13. Pushing each other down, and I was like, I think well, it's because we're choking vertical, on water. You might hit the sea urchins. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't want to hit the sea urchins. And be... so my stepdad ends up like anyway. swimming and grabbing both of us and like dragging us back. Oh, no. Wow. And I'm like crying. I'm like, I almost oh. died. But that was like a really. <laughs> That's not really, that stupid. It was kind of stupid, I think. I mean, it's just, it was like an accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking I feel a like... pill and drinking. I don't feel better about my story now. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, mine's definitely stupid. My story so. doesn't make me look stupid, I don't okay. think. Well, but anyways, I'll, I'll, it's I'll similar. a similar story. My dad loves to tell this story now. I'm pretty sure. It was when we were in Mexico for my sister's wedding. Um, so thankfully, we were there with like a ton of people that we knew. And we were there with her husband and his like family and they were all like from Mexico. They knew the whole thing mm. about Mexican police and like what the deal is with how you kind of like have to talk to them and yeah. all that jazz. So we went on this um, like boat cruise out in the ocean um, one day before the wedding as like a event to do. And it was basically like a cocktail cruise where you, they took you out like in the afternoon and then you didn't get back to like after sunset. And they were just like pushing the drinks on everyone. Oh, like wow. there were people like we were all there on the boat, but then all the people that worked there had like their trays of drinks like coming up to you like, hey, you want another drink? Like looks like you're low, want another drink? Like, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like jumping off the boat, like probably shouldn't be in the water right now, like paddle boarding, doing all these things. So sunset happens, we get back, so it's dark and we have to get in our cars and drive from, we were in Salulita, I think, and we needed to get back to Lode Marcos where our like house was that we were staying in. Um, and so we got in the car and it was fine, but it was just me and my mom, my dad and my brother and my dad was driving and he had like stopped drinking before like right. on the boat because he knew that he was the yeah. one that would have to drive like 30 minutes to get mm -hmm. back to the house. But like the amount of alcohol that we had, like, you know, he wouldn't have maybe passed any sort of uh. tests. However, he was like in the right mind to drive. We were not in any danger okay um and so 
we all Americans, non-Spanish speaking people are in one car where there are Probably the other people yeah. in the other cars Maybe who all have, have at least <laughs> one person that speaks Spanish. Yeah. I mean, we like had no idea like that. Anything. Oh no. And so we get in this car, a rental car, obviously, because we're in freaking Mexico. And so my dad is driving in like the streets of the town about to leave like the, the city limits basically. And I guess he didn't turn the headlights on because it's a rental car and he mm. didn't know like what the things were and there were lights from the city. So he right. didn't know that his headlights were off. So anyways, we're driving out of the town and his headlights aren't on. So all of a sudden we hear like, whoop, whoop, like sirens behind us, like pull over. Um, we're kind of like wondering why. And then he's like, turns out man, like he actually did do something wrong. He needed to have his headlights on. So anyways, my dad, like, it all kind of happened to him specifically, but like I was as a nervous like rule follower in the back seat, mm. I was like, like shoot, like this, yeah. <laughs> like oh no, yeah. And um, he is like, I mean, a rule follower as well. But <laughs> the police officer comes up and like you know comes to the window and automatically he's like get out of the car. And so, like, to my dad, who's an American, he's like, wait a second, that's not what we do in America. Like, we right. stay in the car, we give you, like, our license and, yeah. like, the car information. And, like, we keep our hands on the steering wheel. Like, I'm not going to, like, just get out of the car. But the guy was like, you need to get out of the car. So my dad gets out of the car. So we're just, like, the three of us sitting in the car wondering what the heck is going on. The police officer speaks zero English. Zero, zero English. And I'm the only one really in the car. My brother speaks a little bit of Spanish, but I'm the only one in the car that's like understanding words that the police yeah. officer is telling my dad. And basically the guy is like threatening my dad, like we're going to impound the car. We're going to put you in mm. jail, like, et cetera. <laughs> like, right. this is going to be bad. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. I skipped this part. But basically the guy just like blamed my dad saying like, you've been drinking. Like, okay. I know you've been drinking, oh. you've been drinking. And my dad was like, no, no, no. First of all, my dad doesn't say, no, I haven't been drinking. My dad just says, no, I stopped drinking a long time ago. I mean, are they even understanding each other? I don't even know. <laughs> and so he's trying to, yeah, he's trying to tell him this. And meanwhile, the guy's asking him, really, you don't speak any Spanish? And my dad's like, no, really, I don't speak yeah. any Spanish. Like, can you please speak English? And so it's this language barrier and this horrible thing. And I, uh, and then my dad, kind of like your friend, Billy, um, just goes, okay, that's fine. Impound the car, like whatever, like I'll do whatever you want basically, because yeah. my dad doesn't know what else to do to get out of this. Right. And he's like, fine, like whatever. And I'm like, dad, you realize what you just agreed to. You just agreed to go to jail and like lose this car, which is not even our car. And like, how the heck are we gonna get back to the house? Yeah. You're gonna be in jail. like." I don't know yeah. how this is all going to work out in the end. And then basically after he says, sure, you can do whatever you want with me and our car. Then the police officer says like, all right, so like how much, right, how much are yeah. you going to pay me to make this go away? And my mom is a very smart traveler. My mom does not keep a lot of cash on her. Obviously my brother and I are over here like freeloading, like we don't have right. anything. Yeah. <laughs> my dad doesn't have anything. My mom's keeping the money in her purse. And so my mom is very smart and doesn't keep a lot of cash with her. 
tries to pay with card as much as possible. And so we have very minimal. We have like a random mix of pesos and American dollars. Mm. And we basically offer them almost everything we have in cash. And it's much less than the original amount that he asks for, but it makes him go away. And we drive home. And we get home and my dad is just like freaking out, telling everyone that's at the house like about what just happened. <laughs> and little did we know that right behind us on the street, the same thing happened to my brother-in-law's brother. Oh, really? And they, of course, though, are from Mexico. It was like my sister's husband and his brother and their mom. So like all from Mexico, like know how to speak Spanish, know what's going on. And they like got away with like only paying 20 bucks, whereas we paid probably like almost a hundred dollars to these police officers. (laughs) But yeah, so it's definitely- That's a good story um, though. Yeah, it was, it was a little, it was a little scary. That's not gonna wild. lie, I would be freaking out. But it's kind of crazy how those things always seem to end up okay. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe not always for yeah, everyone. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe but, not for everyone. You know. But yeah. Yeah. So Tristan, any any other like fun, fun stories, things from maybe Europe or Africa? Visiting your family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I there's one funny story um, from. Africa. I so my family lives in Johannesburg, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we flew out to visit them in 2015, um, we started in Johannesburg and we and we visited them for Christmas and then we took a family trip to Mozambique, which is I think it was like a 12-hour drive. Um, and so you know we went and we came to this small little town like on the beach and it was really cool really nice and we um i i forget how long we were there probably like a week or so but at one point um my mom suggested that we take atvs into like the um like into the next town over into like one of the small small like almost a village at that point and um so so we rent these atvs they give us the the directions that we were given on how to get to the next village was to follow the light poles or to follow the telephone poles mm-hmm. and he's like just follow them and then make a left and then make a right at the next one and then just keep going i'm like that does not make sense but all right yeah. i guess we'll figure it out my mom's like oh no, no no i got it i got it right she's very confident in africa which she should be but um so we start driving down in these atvs and we finally get to the to the small little village and we go to the they call them curios which are these little side of the road um shops with little like I don't know, they call those curios too. They call it a curio shop with little curios. Mm-hmm. It's like trinkets. Yeah. But like nice. Like trinkets sounds patronizing almost, but it's not. Um, so anyway, the guy who was working there, I was looking around and I was like, I didn't, I didn't really have any money to buy anything. Right? So I was like, I was just looking. And, and he, he came up to me. He's like, I like your pants. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and then I just walked away and I like looked back and he's like just looking at my pants. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, all right. And so then he comes he's like, hey, like, how much money for your pants? Because they were nice pants. They were like these, car- I don't know if this is, is going to be a, a funny story to anyone else. But so they're these like, you know, remember when those like joggers were big where like it has like the elastic in the ankle? Mm-hmm. I still like, like those. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, yeah, so they're nice. And they had like cargo shorts, like, I don't know, whatever. They were blue and they were really nice. So, <laughs> and so he goes, he's like, what do you like? What do you want for those pants? And I'm like, you want my pants? And he's like, yeah, they're really cool pants. And I was like... Were you the same size? 
I mean, he was a little shorter, but I mean, that would have worked, right? And so I was like, mom, the, the guy wants to buy my pants. And she's like, really? And I, was like, and I was like, yeah, she's like, do it. And I'm like, do what? it? And she's like, yeah, do it. It's a great story. Think about it. I'm like, yeah, it's a good point. I'm, like, I'm very easily convinced. But yeah. um, so I was like, all right, listen, I'll give you the pants, but I want this painting, right? It was just like a paint. And it wasn't like something he had painted himself that would have been like worth like, not that it wasn't worth something, but like. It's not like he put all this work into it and I give him pants for a painting, right? right? It was like he bought it and then was selling it back. And it was really nice. I still have it. And so anyway, I traded my pants for the painting. Wow. And, um, and so then I rode back and my mom's crying laughing. She's on the back of the ATV. I'm Because you pants. don't have pants on, well, right? I'm, I'm wearing, I was wearing underwear, yes. But, <laughs> okay, so. I just wanted to make sure that after this transaction, you were no longer had pants. Yes, no, I, 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 okay. I, I had no pants. I didn't bring a spare pair of pants that Great. day. I forgot them. Well, home, you could right? have traded your pants for another pair of pants, but... Well, you know, that, you know hindsight is 20, 20. True. And so, so we're riding back on the ATV. My legs are burning. Because I'm not wearing oh, pants. Yeah, right. And so my mom was like, all right, I think we're going to get dinner. I'm like, okay, can we swing by the, you know, the place we're staying at uh, beforehand? She's like, well, we don't really have time. I'm like, well, mom, I think we should make time. I feel yeah. like this is kind of an important thing to make time for. It's one of those things, you know, that you make time for. And she's like, no, like, our, like they're waiting for us there. I'm like, okay, but they can wait like a little bit longer. And then we get there. She's like, no, you're fine. They look like shorts, but they do not look like shorts. Right? Like they're, they're boxers. They don't look like shorts. And so then we get there and we wait 25 minutes for my dad to arrive. Of course. And so I'm just sitting there. And so I already, again, another place where I stand out. And we're sitting there eating. And I'm wearing, and we're in this restaurant. And people are like, just like looking at me. I'm like, and my mom is crying laughing. It's like the no shirt, no service thing, but yeah. like you didn't have pants and I don't think anyone really thinks about that. Like there yeah, are no hey, signs it, on stores yeah. that say no pants, There's no service. There's no sign that said no pants, no service. Also, I buy the beach. Mm. So like... Makes kind of sense. Yeah, it makes there sense. Makes sense. I mean, they were probably like, well, we don't think those are swimming trunks, but like... Maybe we also don't know enough. That way. Yeah, we don't really know. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> I just have one last question. Okay. Is now that we are living in a time where travel is not really going on. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people on how they can feel like maybe they're traveling or like can discover new places even when you can't go on a bus to Ecuador or right, those yeah. things? Well, you know, there's a lot of things that could, you know, come in the way of traveling in certain ways um, like that, despite the pandemic. And it's not always possible. I, w I would say like, even just getting out of the house nowadays feels like traveling in mm -hmm. a sense, like getting out and going to like, you know, there's so much to explore in the States like that you don't need to travel to, to understand and to have an experience that's authentic and, and an adventure that's authentic. And that's really what like my favorite part of traveling is. And you can have mm -hmm. that stateside, like you don't need to travel to do that. And that's another thing with like the mission trips that I've been on as incredible as those are and as cool of things that I've done through those, like, you don't need to go to another country to do something like that, to do something good or to do something like that. I mean, there are people in your own town that need help. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that like travel is really cool and I think it opens your mind to a lot of things, but especially in a, like a year like this, or even just if you, it's not like a possibility for you, like you can still feel that kind of like feeling of adventure yeah. and authentic experience with family and friends. Just by like, you could take a day trip to West Virginia 
mm-hmm. up to and through the mountains and kind of feel that same kind of feeling. Yeah, that's yeah. really well said. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. It does. No, it does. Yeah. I think we've definitely like, I know I've taken a few like trips this semester, just a drive yeah. And, yeah. It, and it feels really There's nice. There's so much in yeah. Harrisonburg to discover still, yeah. I think. Yeah, also you can go 25 too. minutes any direction in Harrisonburg and be in a completely different place. Yeah. You can go to Dayton and, you know, see the countryside, which is crazy because, like, the, um, it's just, com- it, it feels like a different, completely different part of Virginia when you go out towards down 33 out that way, towards, like, where Blue Hole, like mm-hmm. that direction. You, or actually, that's a different direction. But, like, you could go out towards Blue Hole, you could go out towards Dayton, you could go out towards Elkton mm-hmm. and, like, discover different things. Yeah, I think it's more just for me about, like, the idea of that, those experiences and those, like, random happenings. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that's all we have today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thank you yeah, for, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Culture Queens Podcast, and we will see you next week. Thank you.